0: This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital.
1: All right, enough about ownership for now. As something develops, we'll get to it this offseason. Let's talk about the team and some of the decisions ahead. I was looking at some of the contracts going into 2023, and this is just based on baseball reference and what they've got. Everybody assigned for next year. Strasbourg, thirty-five million, highest-paid player on the team. That's fascinating in and of itself. What happens? I mean, is there any chance he retires? I doubt it, but I mean, that's a possibility. Will we see him pitch again? I think he doesn't pitch next year. I think we've probably seen him pitch for the last time. If I had to put money on it, but he could still rehab. He could still go through the motions. He could still go to Florida and try to to, to come back and and. Cash paychecks, I mean, for, for lack of a better term, but $35 million to him, $24.2 to Patrick Corbin, second highest paid player on the team going into 2023 as of right now. Corbin is also interesting, I mean, just because you can't do anything with that number. Now, you might be able to get out of that deal some part of next year, halfway through the year, two-thirds of the way through the year, maybe you dump him or you trade him or something, and, and you eat some of the money, and he goes and pitches out of somebody's bullpen. My question on Corbin next year is, if we just skip past Strauss and assume he's not going to pitch, Patrick Corbin, does he end up in the pen at some point? Do they continue to start him every five days and just allow him to do what he's done as the worst pitcher in the National League for the last three years? I just got to imagine that at some point next year, he's in that David Price role where he's pitching two innings or so at a time, and he's just a lefty out of the pen in the middle innings.
0: Yeah, it's not ideal but I, I i would guess that's where we'll end up they'll, they'll give him a go in the starting rotation you know more sets of eyes maybe find the thing that that fixes him you know I mean that's always one of those you know you you pray that maybe he'll figure something out or they'll figure something out they'll notice something in his delivery or otherwise I just don't think the stuff is the same anymore I just I, that's just kind of I don't think you can fix that or, or correct that. You can you can adjust and make yourself slightly more, you know, in a, a more effective version of this lesser guy. But I think the fact remains it is a lesser guy. So yeah, I'd expect it. They'll give him a chance to start maybe for a month or two, and then I think you'll see him in that role you described.
1: Crazy to me though. I mean, absolutely insane to me that those are basically the two guys making any money next year on this entire team. That's right. Like you're going to pay out Nelson Cruz three million bucks. He's going to be gone. I think. Then you've got a bunch of dudes who are ARB eligible. A Luke Voigt, who made over five million this year is going to make something similar to that next year. Eric Fetty made over two million; will probably make a couple million bucks next year. Robles made one point six; give him some type of raise, I suppose, get him closer to two mil. Guys like Rainey, Stevenson, um Marino Vargas—you know—they're all arbitration eligible. They'll be sub one million dollar type players. Rainey might crack a million for the first time, but. It's just amazing to me that they're in such a good financial spot in yes. every area other than Strasburg and Corbin. And it balances out to be overall probably not good because those contracts are so terrible. Right. But, I mean, there, there's not a single guy on, like, a three-year, $14 million deal or a four-year, $50 million contract that they've signed, which speaks to just how uninvolved they've been, honestly, over the last couple of off seasons at of actually signing veterans. Uh, they've got – I just went through the arbitration-eligible guys, Voight, Fetty Robles, Tanny uh, Tanner Rainey, and Stevenson with uh, Vargas. I mean, of those guys, who's your priority to make happy in arbitration? Maybe avoid arb and, and get a a deal cut with.
0: It's Voit for me is is the only guy. I'd See, I would say. try
1: to trade him if you can.
0: Uh, I and I I would love that. I just I think you need the adult in the room. I think you need the the popular guy to to keep everybody loose, who can also bop a little bit for you. At least to be a presence in the lineup. I don't hate the idea. I think if you could get something that you liked, spin it, go for it. Let's all have at it, but I don't know what the marketplace will be uh, for him, but I'm intrigued by that. But yeah, of of those guys, I'd I'd go, I'll take my chances in arbitration with Fetty. I'll take my chances with some of these other dudes. They're not going to break the bank um, in terms of my sum, but just kind of quick and dirty doing some math. I've probably got their payroll right now as it stands with some increases in arbitration, et cetera, in the mid seventies, like 75 million bucks with two guys, Plus the $3 million buyout for, for Cruz. So, really, two guys accounting for about 60 of that of their, of their $75 million. It is hilarious. It just shows you where they are.
1: Well, then you got free agents, right? So, are any of these guys going to be brought back? I mean, Will Harris, who they signed at 3 and 24 and really has never pitched for them, essentially. I mean, you just allow him to walk. Yep. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, who they signed to a one year, $4 million deal, hit for no power. He walks. Walk. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back just because they're going to be bad, but. They shouldn't, and you can find another guy a lot like him uh, for less money. Uh, Joe Ross is going to be a free agent for the first time. I I would like to see them retain him, especially because they don't have proven solutions. There's going to be some innings to be had. There's spots in this rotation, perhaps. The problem with Ross is just the the bevy of injuries and not knowing if he can pitch or not. But because of that, it's not like he's going to go get money anywhere else. You know this group. You know this training staff. You know the guys that are rehabbing you. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not mutual interest for Joe Ross to come back here. I'd like to see that as just a buy low flyer type option.
0: I'm with you 4 uh, a Freddy there. You know, he'll wear out miles between you know here in, in upstate New York. But I think that's the right thing to do uh, because again, it's if and if somebody wants to beat you in a bidding war, you let them. Thank goodness. I appreciate your time, but I can't imagine a huge you know uh, no,
1: nobody's bidding. Yeah,
0: a, a huge you know a huge asking price for him, and it's it's a flyer as you said because if he's right for 15, 20 starts. What a bonus that is.
1: Now, he may want a fresh start, and if that's the case, he just wants to go somewhere else Fairly well. try again, then it is what it is. Uh, Steve Ciszek's a free agent after his one-year $1.75 million deal this year. He'll be 37. Yeah. thank Thanks you. for the time. Sean Doolittle, World Series hero, one of my favorite Nats ever, free agent. Same, same. After the injury, uh, again, it was a good idea, and he got off to a really good start for a couple of weeks. But it is what it is. Uh, he's probably thrown his last pitches in that. I hope he's around the org in some capacity in the future. Uh, Erasmo Ramirez was inexplicably and hilariously their pitcher of the year as a middle reliever this season. Um, he is going to be a free agent. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't bring him back just because that's kind of what they like to do. Yeah, but why not? I mean, he pitched well. It's a it's a role that you're going to need whether it's a, you know it's like the Yusmero Petite couple inning at a time. Oh no, someone has a bubble guts and, and going to the bathroom every hour. We need you to start tonight. And, uh, you know, he did that really well.
0: Whatever you need, right? He's the, you know, he's the Daniel Day-Lewis for the for the bullpen. Yeah, you bring it, bring him back. He, he doesn't cost very much, so go for it.
1: Then there's a ton of guys who are, are eligible otherwise that are a little bit younger into the process. Your Hunter Harvey, Victor Aranos, Lane Thomas, Kyle Finnegan's, all the way down to your 4A types with Jeffrey Rodriguez. And um, obviously, you know, Luis Garcia is still in his infancy on this rookie deal, and that pretty much is is your roster. I, I wonder how active they'll be, or how active they should be in free agency. You know, I'd like them to do more than they've done the last couple of years. I'm kind of over the um, inactivity, uh, the the lack of competitiveness. You know, everyone pretends like last year, like, oh man, Nats fans, it's tough. This is you're going to find out what it's like to be bad again. They're they're taking it on the chin. No, this is three years of this. I mean, they were terrible, not by design, but they were horrendous in 20. Yep. In 20. They were awful in 21 and after they sold off their pieces, they were on their way to 100 losses if there was another couple weeks in the season. They lost upper 90s. And last year they were the worst in baseball. So this has actually been three years. I'm not just giving you three more of these, you know, At some point you got to give me a reason to go to the ballpark. So who who is my draw? They got to go get someone. they got to make a trade. They've got to bring in a piece so that when everyone shows up at spring training, Now, your lead story isn't that Patrick Corbin's going to rebound or one last ride for Victor Robles. You better bring in a bat who's projected to hit 30 homers. You better bring in an arm to anchor this rotation. Doesn't have to be an ace, but just a middle-of-the-rotation type arm to go with Cavalli and JoJo and the young guys that you've assembled here, like Mackenzie Gore. They got to do something. I'm not asking you to go on a spending spree. I know they're not going to do that. But they can't sit the offseason out again. I'm I'm not having that.
0: I co-signed that. Now, here's what they might tell you if if you, you know, get somebody in a room and we're doing like a good cop, bad cop interrogation kind of thing. This was the first year of our rebuild. Those I, other years they were bad, they weren't bad by design, not that that makes it better, but they weren't. They this is now we're actually starting the process of trying to build something. So we were trying to be good in 2020. Weird COVID, we saw it, happen. happened. Okay, that was, they thought in their minds, okay, we still have our window, we're still good. 2021 was the disaster. That was the year where they thought they'd be pretty good, have a chance to compete again, and they just didn't, despite having all the names, for the most part, minus a couple that won us a World Series. Well, now they found out that the window is closed. Oh, crap, we got to start over. Here comes your fire sale. So the first year of their rebuild was this year and they'll go, we need some patience and time, or we're really going to spend a whole them bunch of money. i patience and time.
1: But there is a difference between that and what happened this year. I agree with that. Inexplicably awful, bad baseball. You can be bad, but you don't have to be the Baltimore Orioles, especially now. Especially, you just finished dead last in baseball by, I think, like five games. What'd you get for it? You got the same chance at the top pick as a team that was, you know, two teams up the standings You barely you. missed the playoffs. So... There's a there's a pretty sizable gap here between you know what they are and, and just again give me a reason to go to the park after the trade this season unless you're like us and, and ideally most of our listeners of this pod are, are baseball centric baseball nerds and, lo- and love the game enough that C J Abrams or Mackenzie Gore or McCade Cavalli like those are reasons to go to the ballpark but they need a draw for the average fan and if they're not going to do that they need to lower prices. Like they have not lowered ticket prices. I think they've gone up. I mean, the concession stands. We, we did. We talked about it on the pod. At, yes. At one point, they were like one of the higher. Uh, I think it was top five. Am, am I wrong about that in terms of price to go to the game with four people? Right? If, if,
0: if memory serves, yeah, it's 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 up there.
1: Like the, then then you have to cut and slash some of that. I mean, you can't just keep living off of the twelve to nineteen era where they were the best team in the division and one of the top three or so teams in baseball with the Dodgers and the Yankees or the Cardinals or whoever it is. And just keep charging at that rate. Like, if I'm going to the ballpark to see a team that Lane Thomas and Erasmo Ramirez are your hardware winners, best hitter, best pitcher for the season. You got to do something for me. I, I'm not paying those prices, man. So you, you want me to pay? I mean, they're not going to go there Aaron judge. But my point is, go get a star. Like, give me something to watch. And by the way, you could still be terrible. You get one player in here. It's not going to change everything. They had freaking Juan Soto this year. They were you know, on their way to dead last in, in baseball. So you can have your cake and eat it too, but I need a reason to be there and be excited.
0: I'm 100% with you. I, I co signed that 100%, and that's my response to the, well, we just started our rebuild, and now we're doing this by design, and look at all the players we have on the way. On the way, as you like to say, doesn't put the Trisky crackers in my stomach. It, does, it doesn't It does give me the chicken tender basket and fries. I need something more. What are you going to do? And I think there's a, a crossroads here for this ownership group. If it's still them, if it's a new ownership group, I think they need to recognize that challenge.
1: Hopefully Hassel gets to the big leagues next year. He obviously had a pretty disappointing run after the trade when he got here. Uh, next time on Boston Loose Baseball, we should go through the young major leaguers this year that were so important. Your uh, JoJo uh, and, and K-Bert group, um, you know Josiah Gray and Ruiz and some of these young players and did they take the the steps we wanted? If they didn't, why not? And how do they do that next year? And where are we at on some of the young big leaguers? Not the prospects, but the young big leaguers in this organization. Thanks for listening. Please spread the word. We're going to be here all off season for you. We'll do emergency pods as necessary whenever big news breaks. And we've got regularly scheduled podcasts each and every week here on Busting the Loose Baseball. Thanks for listening. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Producer Darius. Thanks as always to Producer Darius. We're back at it next week.